I'm from that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, dirt, dirt. I miss that. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, dirt, dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll like the trailer, I'm flossing. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Them cold pine, we're tossing. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Got Matt back in studio with me this week. Matt, back, for, back from the dead. Yeah, you were uh, you were down last week and uh, uh, had to call in Ryan. Uh, yeah, Ryan came in strong with one question during the Billy Moyer Jr. interview. Um, I hope he's watching this so I can get a text message that. That wasn't very nice. It was a great question, but you know what they say: you always count on your partner for one. Absolutely, so. he he come he came in with one, um, and I actually had his mic turned on during the interview. Oh, did you really? Much as I have yours turned on tonight, okay. so well, I know I know with with Darland I was off. So well, <laughs> I thought that was his punishment, you know, because you wanted to talk to a sprint car guy. So well, and I and I thought about it again tonight with Rico, but I figured I'd I'd at least let you chime. I, in. I appreciate that, man. Um, to to at least see what's going on and. Hey, before we jump in here, um, and obviously we're gonna we're gonna jump in with Rico here in just a little bit, um, but uh, I do want to talk about our Indiana Icebreaker fan favorite vote. And I know that guys, we're not racing right now, and um, I had no idea that this would become what we would be talking about at this point. Um, and I, so it is what it is. But amazing. Uh, the people that got involved with oh, yeah. it and it came down obviously to uh, Hudson O'Neill um, and Devin Gilpin two Brownstown fan favorites oh yeah over 1700 votes were cast um, and Hudson takes the the narrow win 54 to 46 um, and again a huge shout out to to Gilpin and that 1G team man they were rallying people they were working and uh uh you know no no slouch there when you can pull in what he did as well well both those guys have huge fan following so i mean you know that's expected around here yeah and and it was just fun to watch like i said i mean jason jameson out of nowhere man he really got the thing going with sharing it and and getting some people excited and then all of a sudden um you know it really took off uh, as as we got down with hudson and and devon so shout out to those guys we appreciate it um hopefully hopefully May 9th, we're going to be back um, and be able to to watch that play out uh, at Brownstown Speedway with the Indian Icebreaker. Yeah, let's just cross our fingers and toes and uh, and hope that's what happens, man. Yeah, and, and uh, another thing that I want to I want to shout out here before we jump in with our sponsors uh, and then bring Rico in here in just a little bit. Um, I got to give a huge uh, shout out, and I, I know it's um, it is your 
uh, your hero. Yes. But I got to give a huge shout out. You know, again, here we are. We're down racing. Um, we just really don't have much going on right now. James Essex uh, was here on the program with us uh, a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, and James says, hey, just at the end of the interview, we're sitting around talking. He says, hey, I got a bunch of old VHS tapes um, that are classic races at Brown Sound Speedway. Kenny Simpson Memorials, Hoosier Dirt Classics, Jackson, Jackson 100s. Um, you know, and, and he immediately he asked, he said, hey, do you think Ryan Bowling uh, could transfer those? I said yes, um, without talking to Ryan at all, uh, just because I didn't want that to go any other place. Uh, Ryan ordered uh, uh, the adapter the next day <laughs> so that we could get it. And the last uh, two weekends, we've had the chance to sit down with James, and and he has he has done some some classic races and prepares for him, has tons of notes, calls it like it was yesterday, and sits here in the studio and he's watching the race and calling it with the same passion as if he was in the press box at Brownstown Speedway. That's awesome. I mean, anything that James does is always perfection anyways. So. Yeah, and, and so more of that to come. Um, last night we re released the Trophy Dash from the 85 Kenny Simpson Memorial. Um, if you haven't seen that yet, go check it out. Uh, pretty cool names in there. And, uh, again, just it, it's it's amazing to me. We were, we were sitting there the other night, and uh, I forget which race we were doing, but James said, you know, this one's not as star-studded as some of the other ones we've done with the Jackson, but this is a pretty normal Brownstown lineup uh, for the 80s. And I said, dude, this is star-studded. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and it, you, you guys that were there at that point in time know that. Um, but uh, That's what I'm liking the most about it is, uh, you know, you've, I talk to you all the time about, you know, when I went as a kid and, and watched all those, and you're kind of getting experience. You know, in 85, I was 14 years old. You know, I was a kid sitting there enjoying this, so it... Uh, and in 85, you know, I was waiting to be born. Yeah, you know, but and, now but, you're going to experience that. But it is, and it's so cool for, for Ryan and I both, because Ryan's even younger than I am, right. wasn't there. Um, but Ryan has the connection that Bobby was was there working, um, you know, on, on some crews and crewing for some guys. And um, so it, it's, it's amazing... For us, like you said, the first thing when I text you and, and sent you the video of James and studio call and you said, now you've seen real racing. But it is amazing for me to get to go back and watch oh, yeah. that style of racing. And, you know, we sat here the first Saturday and talked so much. And again, something you've talked a lot about, how much the racetrack, the racetrack has yeah. changed. The flat track that they could come all the way out to the wall there at yeah. Brownstown just seeing a lot of that stuff is really really cool so if you've not got a chance to watch that yet um go check out uh, any of our our facebook pages um throttled up they're on there they're on the dirt to media page they're on the thirsty goat entertainment page you can also go check out the thirsty goat entertainment youtube page and they're all posted there as well so if you want to pull it up like on your roku on the youtube app um that's what i actually did the other night and it was awesome uh to sit and watch some of those classic races and and hear james call them and it, it is just something special that's pretty cool. I'm glad he did that. Well, here's the deal. We're going to jump to our sponsors and come right back with Rico. Um, I know that, unfortunately, Matt, I think most of the people who are tuning in right now are not here to hear you and I talk anymore. Uh, I think they want to see and hear from Rico, which a uh, huge that's shout what, that's out what to we're him. we're here for, too, though. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's yeah. why I did a show this week, as Rico said he'd be on. So we do want to thank our sponsors. So here are our sponsors. 
Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. Legacy Paint and Body is a family-owned auto body paint and repair shop located in Columbus, Indiana. Specializing in collision repairs, insurance claims for collision work, restorations, rust repair, headlight restoration, detailing, and more. Hey, brother, we're, uh, we're playing out our sponsors right now, and then we'll be ready to roll. Page. Contact right, them cool. today at 812-799-1344 for a free estimate, and tell them your friends at Throttled Up sent you. Race fans, in the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track, track racing. racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. And we are back here live with Rico. And and Rico, man, I, I want to first, uh, I just want to say thank you so much, man. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. I know you got a lot going on, but uh to take the time to do a podcast here with us uh, in southern indiana we really appreciate it yeah man no problem thanks for uh working with me on some timing here and uh you know i'm excited to get on the show 
And hey, I got to start here with you, brother. And uh, I know that you're a, you're a Cali uh, a Cali guy, but you're a Colts fan. And we're here in Indiana, so I got to ask. There's another guy that's a that's a Cali guy that's coming to the Colts here in Philip Rivers. What's your thoughts about him becoming this this quarterback here? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I've followed the Colts uh, pretty much ever since I started racing in Indiana about eight years ago. So it's uh, I love uh, watching some football and getting to uh, a few of the games uh, throughout the year. So I know that's probably not the question you thought we were going to start with, but being a Colts fan, I had to, I had to ask what you thought about Rivers yeah, that's all good. coming in. So, hey, and and here's where I want to start with you, man, and it's it's something I ask everybody, but I love hearing the stories. How did you end up in this whole racing world and everything that, that you're doing? Um, I just uh, – I really uh, became close friends with uh, Bud Kading and the Kading family, and uh, they – uh, you know, structured a sprint car for me to be able to fit in it. And then I started, uh, racing out in California, some 360 sprint car wing stuff. And, um, you know, I really fell in love with it. So it's, a, it's been a uphill, uh, you know, progressive, uh, career ever since then. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I got a, a bunch more goals I need to accomplish before I'm done with them. And, you know, I think the most amazing thing, dude, you talk about the, the goals you have to accomplish, but even with the uphill battle, man, you started out and, and you lit a fire really quick. And, and what was it like to experience that, that kind of rise of, to success that you saw? Uh, it was awesome. Um, I was really lucky to be around good people uh, that helped, uh, you know, push my career and um, you know, from Brent Kading and Bud Kading and everyone at Kading's to uh, Keith Coons and Pete Willoughby and all the, you know, their, when they just started hitting on uh, Toyota stuff and, and getting their program really good. And then, um, you know, I raced with Paul Silva for a few years, who um, is uh, one of the best mechanics in the, in the country when it comes to sprint car, wing sprint car racing. Uh, so uh, it, it really... Um, put in perspective for me to realize uh you know all these great opportunities i was given and i was able to uh take advantage of them and win a lot of races and when you look back as you started out there and like i said you had some some amazing things to start off right but what what was one of the most amazing things early in your career that you accomplished um probably my uh you know, my first USAC midget win or, uh, you know, I won one of the NARC, uh, 410 sprint car races out in California pretty early into my career. And, um, you know, what, which, what pushed all that success was, um, you know, just racing against such competitive drivers in California and then coming to Indiana and running USAC midgets when, you know, it was Clawson and Christopher <laughs> and Tanner Thorson and, Larson was in there. I mean, it was so stout and, uh, I was, you know, every weekend we were bat, we were all battling against each other. So it really, uh, you know, it really sped up my learning curve, getting to race against such great guy, you know, really competitive racers, great racers. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we were all buddies too. So we got to hang out when we weren't racing. How much did they reach out to help you when you first started, uh, racing around, you know, Clawson and Larson and all them guys? think a little bit um you know which which was really was nice that i was able to uh kind of chase them just because they were 
Um, they ran, uh, they were always a couple years ahead of me, uh, you know, and with the midgets and sprint cars. And then, uh, you know, and then I got to kind of chase them through, um, you know, these speed weeks and any race that they were able to get to. And I was at a race out with them. And out of that group, um, you know, who, who was it that you could see right away that their talent was just undeniable? Um, you know, I think definitely the top ones were Brian Clausen, you know, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, uh, you know, which, uh, their results and stats speak for themselves. So, um, you know, and then, you know, you have, uh, the CV and Thorson and Tyler Courtney and all those guys, Brady Bacon kind of jumping in there and, and beating up on, uh, you know, all of us. So it was, it, it was such a stout field. I feel like, you know, the last few years of uh, USAC racing has been so competitive. It's it's crazy. And when you let's talk about the the crown jewel of them all. And um, I still love what Larson said this year after he won the Chili Bowl and and told NASCAR that he was sorry, but this is the biggest race he'll ever win. What was it like that first time, not just going to the Chili Bowl, but that first time you qualify for the A main? Um, it's a uh it's a great feeling. It's, it's a feeling of accomplishment and, um, it's a tough thing to do. Uh, the chili bowl is such a unique format, such a tough race to, uh, to get into the feature of the top 24 cars, let alone, uh, you know, run up into the top five and win. So, um, the last, you know, five or six years, I've had so much success there. So it's, uh, it's been really eye opening to me how lucky I've been to, be in such competitive race cars with Keith Coons Motorsports. Yeah, and not just talking about, you know, obviously I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, 2012 was the first time you made the A-Main, but then uh, 2015, 2016, you go back-to-back Chili Bowl championships, and um, that's just an amazing feat for any driver. Yeah, I mean, people, uh, they compete their whole careers to be able to win the Chili Bowl, and um, you know, some people run one, one race a year and the, their one race is the chili bowl. So, um, it all goes back to Keith Coons and Toyota and Pete Willoughby and all their people that support them, uh, you know, in their shop and Bo and Chuck Gurney, uh, you know, Jared, there's so many people that, uh, you know, build those race cars to make them so competitive. And I want to say the last uh six or seven keats won so i won two and christopher won three i think so five um you know and it's uh you know it's a great accomplishment for keith his organization he's always his cars are always right there in the hunt last year um he had two or three in the top five so it's good it's good another year to uh to push off of how different is it racing there in Tulsa at the Chili Bowl compared to just an outdoor dirt track that that we see all summer long? It's just such a unique uh, unique building. Uh, you're racing inside. All your truck and trailers are inside. Uh, you know the pits are inside. So it's um, you know it's a flat track that makes uh, two or three lanes of racing, uh, and it's the formats a uh, based off passing points. So, uh, the highest point starts straight up. Um, and it's, um, there's nothing else like it in the whole world. So it's, uh, it's my favorite race of the year. And so if I ask you what your greatest accomplishment is, would you put it at those, that back-to-back chili bowl wins? 
Yeah, I mean that's it's it's up there. I mean those those two races are um, they're really really hard to win. You know, as I've been going for a few years now and and haven't won. So um, the competition gets stouter and stouter every year. People bring nicer cars. They put in um, you know there's teams that put in a huge effort just for that week and um, you know it's it's such a competitive race uh, and then. You know, it's it's people that you don't race against all year. You have drag racers and indie car drivers and, uh, you know, s- sprint car drivers. You have everyone coming from all over the country to uh, to try to win a driller. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the most amazing thing is what you just said there. There is no other race where drag drivers and and indie car drivers and NASCAR drivers and everybody shows up because of the importance of that race. It's the crown jewel of them all. Outside of the Chili Bowl, what's your uh, other favorite races that you look forward to going to every year? Um, you know, the Kings Royal, the Knoxville Nationals, uh, those are some big ones uh, that really uh, can put a team on the map uh, if you have success there. Um, the biggest thing about those events is um, the fans they draw. It's, um, you know, in the middle of the summer and – it pays a lot of money to not only win, but to run run good at those races. So um, uh, the Trophy Cup out in California, at the end of the year, it's a, an event they put on around Make-A-Wish that raises tremendous amount of money um, each year. And it's, uh, it's one that I've been competing at, uh, I want to say, the last eight years. I think I've missed one of them. So um, I won last year, and it's... Uh, it's right up there with Chili Bolt for me. And I know I listened to you the other night. You were doing a little Q&A on Facebook Live, and um, I know you talked about how Eldora is your, your favorite track to be at, but I actually asked the question there, and I know the answer, but for our listeners, what's your favorite Indiana track? I want to say, um, you know, Kokomo, Putnamville. You know, I, I enjoy Lawrenceburg, getting to all those places. They're all uh, – you know, three, you know, four different unique tracks that, uh, you know, have different styles of racing that's uh, really enjoying to watch, too. I also want to I want to bring this up, too, because right now, obviously, none of us are racing and we all wish we were. But we understand the seriousness of of the uh, the virus that's going around and what we need to do. You've been doing a lot of eye racing. What 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 is your feeling about eye racing? Do you feel like it helps you? Is it just something to pass the time, you know? Where do you stand on it? I've been getting on a little bit. Um, to be honest, I I try not to get on, um, you know, as much just because um, I I really enjoy getting to be outside. And um, I know they're uh, with the whole COVID stuff, they're re- recommending everyone to be inside. But, um, you know, I've been working throughout the week for my family's business and it's getting it's gotten really difficult for me to come home and jump on the computer and try to manage dinner and um just some downtime too so um i i haven't got on in about a week or so i i got on last week and ran that fox sports one race which was really really cool um but this week i was pretty busy uh at work so i was able i wasn't able to uh just jump on and and practice and I got to say that you do make me pretty jealous because I follow you on social media and and working for your family. I see you outside running 
equipment. You're constantly doing something fun. I'm uh, I'm trying to stay busy. Uh, you know, there's we uh, we're developing a new property to plant some more vineyard and um, and I was you know I'm able to get up there and, and work on a tractor or um, get out in the field with some employees and um, just anything that they need assisted on. I'm you know kind of there to be the handyman. So it's been a lot of fun. I, I'm not really home this time of year uh, just because with my racing schedule the last few years is I'm always in the Midwest. Uh, when my season kind of starts where it's hard to, uh, to get out during the week. So, um, this is kind of a nice, uh, break for me. Uh, as much as I love to want to be racing, it's, uh, it's nice to be home as well. I also want to bring up, man, you have been killing it on social media with what you've been doing on Facebook, some of your videos, man. And, and I know that I've heard you talk before about you really put a focus on that social media stuff, but it's really become a great follow. So what what was kind of your idea behind that? I appreciate it. Um, I think the biggest thing is is building a connection with the fans and and allowing the fans to uh, my fans to feel um, connected with me when obviously they can't see me at the races right now. So um you know that personal interaction isn't there so if i can make it um you know justify for on social media then it you know the more the merrier i think and um i've really tried to uh kind of pick it up it's just it's tough it, it's it's damn near a full-time job <laughs> trying to be active on on the social stuff and um i'm trying to balance it with being able to work at, for my family and and be on the phone uh you know posting stuff so i think videos are really really important and i don't want to be sitting here just plugging my merchandise every time because that gets annoying after a while and um you know so i have to uh balance everything and i know you brought up merchandise i know you're not a guy to plug it but i do want to i do want to bring up one thing about your merchandise and that's the golden egg thing that you're doing right now so if if any of our listeners or viewers right now haven't seen what you're doing can you explain the golden eggs at shoprico.com yeah so i uh i got um i'm giving out about a thousand dollars cat it's it's it is a thousand dollars cash um divided up into uh some easter eggs so anyone who orders on our online store will get an egg with uh cash or candy in it and the uh we did three or four four i think three golden eggs with a hundred dollar bill in them so i know one's gone out so i think there's still two available and there's a bunch of eggs um still with cash in them so it's been a pretty fun uh you know learning curve for me to kind of change it up and it, make an investment like this uh and um allow i think the biggest thing is in this time to um people to, to kind of give back and to allow people to have a chance to um, you know, possibly make some money on buying a t-shirt. And I also want to say, are you still signing all the, the die casts that come out? The die cast cars, the mullet hats, and then I sign, um, these little thank you cards too. So, um, this week's been kind of busy when I get home that I got a bunch of stuff to sign. And then when you uh, go to check out on my website, you can, uh, request a signature, uh, personalized as well. So 
um, we got some of those going out too, which is, um, it's, I, I, I really, really enjoy getting to do this. So I, I, um, I come home and kind of take some time and work on, uh, signing stuff and making sure, um, we get all our orders out right away. So people have this stuff before Easter as well. And, and I gotta say, I gotta get me a mullet hat because I am, I'm, I'm follically challenged, um, which is also known as balding. Uh, and I just gotta get me. He's bald. He's not balding. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta get me one of these mullet hats so I I can feel it because like I put out on our stream, man, you're, you're the fastest mullet in the world. I, 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 I'm throwing it to you. I, uh, I've, I, I gotta keep up on it. So we, uh, we gotta get you dialed in there. And, And I gotta say you were really, you know, the mullet is making a full comeback, but you were really one of the originals. Oh yeah that brought it back so how did the mullet get started for you um i i shaved my head one day about three years ago and just thought you know i'm gonna see how long i can grow my hair out and then um some friends were saying well you should grow a mullet well then i i i cut it to a mullet and then it got through that awkward stage and then um i let it all grow long for a couple months and then now it's um, kind of getting back to that mullet stage. So it's, it's been fun. I, I really, uh, to be honest, I, I get a kick out of it and I have some fun with having long hair. I know one day it's probably not going to be forever, but right now, um, I really do like it. And let's be honest. Did you ever think that part of your merchandise would be a mullet hat that you would I sell? had no clue. Um, <laughs> till I don't know what last chili bowl, like I got some hats done and they were uh they were pretty kick ass. <laughs> oh, they're awesome, man. They're awesome. So Hey, and and you know, the other thing I want to ask you real quick is and and you kind of alluded to it, but you, but you've had a an amazing experience whether it's from the midgets to uh your your non-wing sprints to your your wing sprints to the NASCAR K&N series to your time in the truck series for a while. Who are some of the toughest guys that you've had to race against that you just know I got to be on my game because they're here? Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna. It's gonna be uh, have to be, um, you know, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Um, you know, there's some California Shane Goldvick who races in California a lot, who's a very very uh, tough competitor to, um, in a good way how uh you know how smooth and good these guys are and they put a lot of effort into to uh to being successful so um you know if you can beat those guys you're doing something right and i'm gonna follow that up too and and i don't mean this in a in a drama way because i know exactly what you're saying about how good they are aren't those also the guys that you just love to beat and i know you and larson and bell have a great relationship but isn't that really who you want to beat every chance you get in the right way? But yeah, oh yeah, um, you know we are we're all competitive here, and we all know when we get on the track, uh, you know there's one thing that needs to be done, and you got to go win the race. Um, but you can't get caught up worrying about just beating them when uh, you know you've got 24 other guys to beat out there too. And most of those fields you run in, all 24 guys on the right night can go and go and win if they if they get the setup the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if it's a Ward of Allah race or a USAC midget race, um, you know, it's uh, or even a, a King of the West race in California. I mean, they got some great, great competitors. And there's a there's this from 360 series, uh, the SCCT sprint car series in California that is very, very competitive and tough to win. 
And I have to ask this question, man. We're we're in Southern Indiana. You know, our home track is Brownstown Speedway, so we're we're in late model country. Um, I'm an open wheel guy, but I, I'm surrounded by late model guys. So uh, one of our viewers did ask, "Have you ever gotten in a late model and ran it, or do you have interest in ever getting in a late model and running it?" Um, I got. I definitely have interest. Uh, I just need to get with the right guys, I think, and um, you know, Bloomquest or Don O'Neill or you know they have they build such great race cars it would be uh you know fun to get in something like that i i would love to see you have the chance in a late model as well and don is a good friend of the show as well and he told me when he was down here him and hudson were down on the show rico he said that you're a big fan of bynum steakhouse it's uh (laughs) it's one of my favorite places in the world <laughs> so he uh he was sharing some stories with us when he was on the podcast and said that uh Bynum's is uh the place to be. Oh yeah, and then uh you gotta sneak over to the Elks after they kick us out of there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's the story we heard exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what we heard. Uh so looking ahead, man, what what are the goals going forward? What what are what is it that you really want to make sure you accomplish? Um, for me, it's to uh, just uh, build a successful race team. I, I'm, uh, you know, I've kind of taken the reins of my sprint car team and am doing a lot of it um, off of my own decisions. Um, you know, which with with great help and guidance from um, close friends. But um, you know, if I can sit and build a or be, sit here and build a a successful sprint car team and be a driver owner. Uh, you know, obviously with some, um, sponsorship help would be, uh, would be my ultimate goal in my career. And I know that you're, uh, you're pretty close with him, but I know one guy that you got that's, uh, got a very similar track record as, as Tony Stewart that I, I'm sure you've reached out for some, uh, advice and owning that sprint car team. Oh yeah. Tony's, uh, Tony's awesome. I, I love getting to talk to him and, um, you know, and hanging out. I get to, he uh, is very ge- the most generous person uh, I've ever met in my life, and um, you know what he's done for me. Uh, you know, money can't buy things that he does for me. So it's uh, it's we have a great relationship, and um, you know, and I'm very privileged to be able to know him and call him a friend. And I'm really glad you just said what you said about him being generous, because I know there's you know anytime you have someone of his stature, there are people around here locally that that think he is a different person than what he is and and he is a very generous individual he he does a lot for the community a lot for people and and i'm glad that you said that because i don't think a lot of people see him as that a lot of times yeah i uh you know i've got the last few years i get to spend the summers with him so um i see the insides and outs and um he's uh definitely a, a great great friend of mine well and rico man i'm gonna tell you i i I am a huge fan of yours, so I want you to know that this is a, a bucket list for me to get the chance to uh, interview you and talk with you. And um, I wish you all the best. And I, I do want to say this: when we we get back to racing, um, and you're back here in the Midwest, we're just down I sixty five from Columbus. So come yeah, down and I'd see love us. To, uh, come jump in on the show with you guys. And and that you know what. Let us know when we get back, and, and we'll just make it a surprise. We'll we'll just roll a show, and you'll just be sitting here in studio with us. That, that sounds good. 
Rico, man, I appreciate it. I wish you all the best. Thank you again, and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you. Take care, guys. See you, Rico. See ya. All right. And, Matt, uh, now back to just you and I. Um, I just want to say that may be one of the coolest things we've gotten a chance to do. I agree. He was flowing so good. I really didn't want to interrupt you. You know, you kind of was going to run with him there. So, but I did more than Ryan. I got two questions in there. You did, and I apologize. When I get these chances to interview my heroes, man, I I, I totally understand. You I, know, I, I kind of took over when James was here. So. I did. I sat back when Essex was here yeah, because I, I knew what knew what he meant to you. And I'm just going to warn you, I'm working on Kevin Briscoe. If I get Kevin Briscoe on, you're you. I'll probably just mute your mic again. I probably won't even put headphones and pull the <laughs> microphone in because I understand. I, I do not blame you at all there, man. That's uh... and, and no, man, but but Rico was one of those guys that, you know, and, and I, again, I go back to, and, and I just want to say this about, um, you know, our show. We've talked several times that we didn't know where this was going to go. Yeah. And I don't want any local guy to think we forgot about you, man. We, we want to get with you, but – we, we saw this opportunity right now with these guys not being racing and chasing things um, to get some bigger exposure out there. And for our local guys, this is just growing the exposure that we can offer you when you're on That's here. That's exactly right. Yeah, we've definitely not forget. We haven't forgotten our grassroots and the guys that, uh, that we started the show for. But like you said, these are guys that we would never get to talk to if, if we were racing normal right now. yeah they'd be running all over the place and and you know and that's the thing like rico said there you know he he's interested in coming down and being in studio and that's what we had originally talked about together um but because of his his connection to columbus and keith coons motorsports but you know for all these other guys i mean that's what we talked about the other day even james i mean we had we kind of scheduled james knowing that we'd be able to get him right before the the icebreaker yeah. if we got the chance to run it but people don't realize just how busy we've said even about our local drivers how busy you are yeah. through the week to try and race but when you're traveling across the country it's it's almost impossible to get people in well we know how busy it is. i mean we have other jobs yeah. and there are times it's hard for us to come in from our jobs and sit down you know for an hour or so so you know to grab a guy that a lot of our local guys work regular jobs and then go lay in the race shop all night long you know it's, it's a lot for us to say hey can you come out you know drive to Crestville and sit down with us for a little bit so I'm going to ask you this, and, and I, I know what your answer, what I think your answer will be, but I'm, I'm going to say across all forms of racing, because Rico just said right there, the Chili Bowl is it. I mean, that is the, the, the creme de la creme. I know you're a late model guy, but where I'm going to make it a little tougher, because if I just said Dirt World, you're going to pick World 100, period. Understood but all forms of racing nascar indycar uh, formula you name it what is the one thing that you would just love to have the opportunity to be in victory lane at wow that's a pretty good question there i'll give you a chance to think because i i will say this and, and it's it's not even it's not even my favorite series of racing but i would say the indy 500 hands down um and it's i'm not a huge indycar fan outside of the month of may um i i maybe followed on my phone i'm much bigger nascar fan dirt track fan things like that but that race when you look at the names and maybe it's from my open wheel background of what those guys used to do in indiana going to the 500 
I don't think there, to me, there's a more prestigious victory lane than being at the Indy 500 in victory lane. So I think for me, it'd be the Indy 500. I almost said that because you're right. You know, if you just said dirt track racing, it'd be the victory, it'd be victory lane at, at the World 100. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I was young, we also went to the Indy 500 every year. You know, me, my brother, and my grandpa, we all went every year up there. And uh, that is, like you said, it's such a prestigious victory lane that uh, I would probably have to say, you know, Indy 500 also with that. And it'd probably be a good time if we was both there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the milk would just be for the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we definitely drink it because, you know, I don't want to be like that one driver that refused. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can you request chocolate? I'm a much bigger chocolate milk guy. <laughs> uh, but, no, like I said, man, it's just – it is crazy to me. And, and you know, this is the big thing I want to I share here. And I know Rico talked about Tony there a little bit and who he is. But for all you fans that are out there that have never – um, tried to engage in some of these with some of these drivers that are are your heroes that are, that are guys, and and I understand it because even you know Kevin Briscoe, who's my ultimate hero that I grew up watching, I when I was younger I probably would have never reached out the way I would now, but um, these guys are just normal guys. I mean, like I said. Rico, I don't have any special connection to Rico. I reached out to Rico. We'd been talking, chatting back and forth, and he's like, yeah, man, I'll do it. Um, and we worked out the details. I mean, Billy Moyer Jr., very down-to-earth guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Don and Hudson, very down-to-earth people. You know, we, we've we had James Essex, very down-to-earth guy. Some of these these legends in this sport, very, very down-to-earth guys. And, and uh, so I, I just – if you've got heroes, do it the right way. You know, Billy Moyer Jr. made a great point last week when he said, I'm sure there's some people that think I'm an ass because they come up to me right at, in the pits right before I'm getting ready to get in the car. And, and he goes, I, I understand I probably blew you off. But he said, if you're there two hours before, I, I will take the time to sit and talk to you, talk to any kid. I don't think I'm better than anybody. He said, but there's a time when you strap up too. Well, we found that out. The uh, first dream we went to is throttled up, and we went through the pits. The, the drivers that we would just said, hey, can you talk for a minute? And they immediately stopped what they were doing, took their time, gave us a 10- or 15-minute interview, and, uh, you know, let us go on. So, they're you know, they're very, you know, receptive to their fans and, and the media that because they realize without all of us, they probably wouldn't be able to be where they're at. Right. And, and you know, Billy Moyer Jr. made a great point because I wouldn't stop Peyton Manning as he's coming out of the tunnel and say, hey, Peyton. Can you talk to me a second? Yeah. Got my five-year-old with me. Well, you might now. He has nowhere to go. Well, that's true. <laughs> He's just slinging Papa John's pizzas. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that's the same thing. But we get so much access to these guys being in the pits and being around them. And but uh, do it the right way. But yeah, like I said, these guys. Uh, I can't say enough about all the drivers we've had on, from the local guys um, to you know some of these touring guys and and the kind of people that they are. You know, one of my racing heroes growing up at Brownstown was uh, was Kevin Claycomb. And uh, when I got the, the nod to be the announcer at Brownstown, the first Hall of Fame Classic, we inducted Kevin Claycomb into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I was an announcer for about a month and a half, and then all of a sudden I get to put Kevin Claycomb into the uh, the Hall of Fame there at Brownstown. So, you know, he comes up to the tower before the races, and uh, stuff like that I immediately go back to when I'm 12 for some reason you oh, know, I so know. as soon as he walked in the tower 
And I turn around, you know, because you know how crowded it is up there, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is Kevin Claycomb. You know, from a kid all the way up till he quit racing, you know, when that 28 rolled out, I rooted for Kevin. And then, you know, to get to induct him in the Hall of Fame, that was another one of those moments where you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Well, and it's even like when, you know, when we've been working with Essex the, the couple past Saturdays, you know, and, and I, I don't want Don O'Neill to take this in the wrong way. Don's been here in studio, was gracious. I, I can't say how much I appreciate him, but I still get chills even though Don has been here and, and all that. When I listen to James Essex called Don O'Neill coming out to the Jackson 100 in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. I get chills. I mean, the, the the first weekend we were doing it, Ryan and I are here texting each other, going, "I had goosebumps." I mean, yeah. I, I was, I, I, it was unbelievable to hear those names and 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 watch them race and and not that. I mean, Don has obviously done a ton even since then, but well, he owned Brownstown in the 90s. but knowing what his his career trajectory was going to be, that was unbelievable. Oh yeah, so. Well, Matt, um, ending a little bit early tonight, um, but uh, wanted to to give Rico a chance. I know Rico's been working on on their vineyard, and um, the crazy thing is, is again, I for around here people forget, but he joined us for the test at four thirty, and then five o'clock his time, so he's just yeah. getting in. Uh, so I didn't want to keep him around any longer, and we had to. And like I said, right now we're. Uh, we are blessed that he is. Um, he, he says he wants to come down and be in studio. So maybe he can bring Tony with him when he comes. Well, and you know, this is what I really want to see. I I just want a regular weeknight show. We may have another guest on, and we just bring Rico in. I yeah, mean, that, just that'd be real good out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, several years ago, I was at uh, Eldora to Johnny Appleseed, and uh, Rico was just starting to hit some headlines. Uh -huh. I mean, he wasn't big yet. He hadn't even been to, to NASCAR yet. And uh, he had a dog fight with a young cat that was almost unknown at that time named Christopher Bell <laughs> at the uh, at the Johnny Appleseed. And uh, Bell ended up beating Rico. But uh, at that time, Christopher was this, I mean, he was just starting to break the surface of being known. And uh, you knew right then that both of those guys were going to be superstars. And then, then they've turned out that way. Well, I know, and, and I didn't bring it up tonight with, with Rico when he was on, but in the q and I watched the other day, somebody asked about the whole NASCAR thing, and he said, you know, he said, I tried it, you know, it was good to me, but I just missed dirt. And and I, I think some people probably look at that and say, oh, yeah, sure. I believe that about that cat. Well, that cat is a dirt guy. <laughs> well, you know, Kyle Larson says as soon as he gets enough money that he don't have to race NASCAR no more, he's gone going back to dirt. I mean, so. that is – when you look at Rico and he sits there and talks about, you know, the Chili Bowl is it and, and the races he loves and the tracks he loves. I mean, you don't uproot and move to the Midwest every summer um, from California unless you just love oh, yeah. USAC dirt racing. And um, so it's just it, it is amazing to see the guys that have such a passion for this sport and love it the way they do. Um and again, just just really cool that we get the chance to uh, to talk to these guys. Yep, I mean it's it's a dream for us, you know. Like you oh, said, it, it we stood there one morning and talked about doing this. And we had no clue where it was going to go, and uh, it's kind of exceeded what I thought was going to happen. We didn't think we could get a local driver to come on, yeah. and uh, yeah, we've now. And thanks to Josh Moffat for breaking the ice on that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great uh, shout out, and actually kind of cool here. I don't know if he's still listening, but uh, Josh just texted me and said, "Hey, buddy, kick ass job with Rico. Happy to see it happen, and proud of you, man." So right there, yeah. you just you just gave a shout out to Josh, and he uh, you know, he's the guy took the chance with this. We're like, you know what, you know, because you know before anybody really listened to our format, they didn't know if we was gonna you know put him down, put him on the spot, and uh, I think. Uh, you know, not to toot our own horn or anything, but we've done a pretty good job at putting some spotlights on some great drivers. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, shout out to, to Joss, and uh, I give him crap all the time, but um, he had for anybody who w- listened to that original episode, he has been back to the house. Um, he now knows where the driveway is. He doesn't drive through the yard to yeah. get out. Uh, he did hot lap uh, the first night we brought him here, but uh, we've well, got him. We've got him figured out now. He's a great guy, though, and. Uh, tremendous yeah he's a, he's a good ambassador for the sport also brother i i hope we're racing soon me too i i i have enjoyed what we've been able to do with this and like i said it's been a positive for us uh to be able to get some of these guys in and some of this um publicity but well i apologize for missing last week like i said i it wasn't the virus but i was down with something so i just thought uh you know with your, you and your family here that uh whatever i did have it'd be best that you didn't get so that's why i just uh, chilled out and just kind of stayed hid for a little bit well and we are glad to have you back i mean that I is it. that is wholehearted and we are glad to have you back and um surprise driver next week and i'm not going to give any hints other than national touring guy and very very local hero here very popular locally and I think you and him share the same hometown. Yes. Um, so, uh, but we uh, we got do got to work out a little bit with him. Him and I have been in contact, um, but working out some. I was just trying to throw one extra hint there. Oh, you you. you they you, have to know where you're exactly from because they it, do. It's not Mitchell. No, it is not. It is not yeah. Mitchell. So it is not there. But uh, we're working out some scheduling. It may be one that we record and then premiere that night just because of some scheduling things. But uh, excited to have him on as well. So be on the lookout. I'm not going to announce it uh, till next week. But surprise driver coming on. But it will be a fun one. Sounds good. All right, guys. And thanks for tuning in again. Um, join us again next week. And we appreciate everybody and all of our sponsors.